Everybody ready? Yep. Henry, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Starting in three, two, one. All right, welcome in. Woohoo. What is this, Jimmy? What are we doing here? Woohoo. So, uh, you know how I had that, that prayer from last week? Or multiple prayers? Yes, yes, I remember that. So, it would have been a woohoo, but, you know, I only got two out of three of the prayers answered. My Seahawks lost. So, <laughs> you know, Dang. that's the energy. So sorry. So sorry, Jimmy. It's all good. Hey, you got, some, new you got, you got something, though. Yeah, it's a new week. I'm happy with the two fantasy I, wins. I had a little prayer myself on Monday night, and I got nothing that I asked for. So, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like All right. that. So, um, yeah, let's get this started. Um, what's on the agenda for today, Jimmy? Um, so for this episode, we're just gonna review um week three real quick, and then we have a game that we're gonna play called Deal or No Deal, and then we're gonna look forward to week four with some starts of the week. Sounds good. Um, I, forgot, I think we forgot to introduce ourselves for, just in case there's any new listeners out there. Uh, I'm Elvis, your commissioner, your, and your host. Yep, I'm Jimmy, co-commish and co-host. And then today we have a, a, a guest uh, with us today calling in, uh, somebody from our league. Um, Henry, why don't you say hi? Hey, what's up? All right, Henry. I'm so excited. How's, how'd your team do last week? Uh, my team did all right. You know, I squeaked on by. Yeah. So, uh, so for those who didn't listen to last week's uh, podcast, the the reason why Henry got on or how he got on was he guessed um our condition, our winning condition correctly. Um, he guessed the Bills would score first, or someone in the Bills matchup would score first. Um, and the Bills did actually end up scoring first out of all the one o'clock matchups. Um, and he. He got it right. So Henry's on the podcast for this week. Yeah. Congrats, Henry. And welcome. So um, real quick, before we before we really jump into a- anything that we just previewed, um, why don't me and Jimmy uh, go over our um, our predictions from last week? We made four predictions, two for players and two for t- uh, matchups. Um, we, the first thing we guessed, tried to guess on was Josh Allen, if he was going to get over 200 24 and a half yards. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy and I both took the over and Josh Allen smashed that with 358 yards. Yeah, it was a skyrocketed this week. Um, we always, like we, we both had identical picks. Um, yeah, I was just looking at that when I was writing this, this show doc and I was, I was thinking that in the future we'll have to uh, get a little contrarian and uh, mix things up so we have a little bit more competition going on for these uh predictions yeah i agree all right what was what about our uh, our next one jimmy so cd lamb 120 plus yards um or 120 yards and we did the over or under we both pick over yeah i i mean i was expecting uh, at the time we were recording amari uh amari cooper was you know like questionable i didn't know if he was gonna start i thought that for sure cd lamb was gonna get all the touches yeah from from when i watched the game it looks like they had like a game plan for just running, it seems yeah, like pretty much a Zeke and it's a Zeke game. Zeke and Tony Pollard just kept getting the ball. Yeah. Um. Uh, CD had like a, a big, big reception, but um, he was at the, like the one yard line, didn't score. So right. 
Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was, I, when I was, when I was watching that, I, I got excited because I was like, oh, that's a, that's a big touchdown, but it was like a one yard line. Yeah. Um, yeah, any thoughts on, did you watch that game, Henry? Do you have any thoughts on that? I did not see that game actually, but I caught like glimpses of it. Yeah. I was following along, um, on sleeper and I saw that Christina was <laughs> beating, beating Jim because yeah. she was projected to lose, I think. And like Zeke got like two touchdowns like that night. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. That. <laughs> That was it. Was, it was quite the comeback, and uh, something that we'll talk about later. Actually, um, our next prediction was the uh, we were just talking about the Philadelphia Dallas game. We were guessing the over under uh, fifty one and a half with Dallas uh, giving three points to Phil- to Philadelphia. Uh, we both took the o- Cowboys over, and we were both right. Cowboys killed it that game. Yeah. So if you gambled, you you won. That game for sure. Yeah, if if you bet with us, we didn't bet, but if you bet with us, you would have won that game. But the next game, I'm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> not about. so not so much the next game. So the next one is Tampa Bay um, against the Rams in Los Angeles. Over under was fifty five and a half. Rams was uh, giving one. Uh, they were giving at, one point at the time. At the time that we were recording this, Rams were giving one, but there. I think it went to like two, right? Uh, I think it was like one and a half. Yeah, it went to one and a half and, and or two or something like that. Uh, after there's you know. In, when there's enough betting, the Vegas will move the line. Yeah, and and our mindset was or thought process was that it's going to be a you know defensive game, but it ended up. And we, so we picked the under, and it ended up being um, over. And the score is thirty four to twenty four in favor of the, the Rams. Yeah, so we would have lost both ways. We 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 didn't get the under. Uh, the, the total was fifty eight, which isn't so far off from the over under. It, it was close, but um, we also picked the wrong team too because they <laughs> the buck did not win they, even though they had a free point to, to do it yeah so yeah we're, we're we're 50 50 in terms of bets i guess that's not so bad we would have broke even yeah we got, got our money back yeah all right uh so that's just to uh, recap from last week let's 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 uh power forward into our next segment or to our first segment i should say um we're gonna go over week three highlights um henry would you like to start Sure. Yeah, I think um, this past week, week three, uh, was pretty eventful um, in terms of highlights. Um, but the one that I kind of wanted to point out was the the Jamal Agnew uh, return for a missed field goal kick uh, for 109 yard touchdown, which is the longest in NFL history. Because I think if you go 110, that's literally out of bounds. <laughs> right. That's the maximum possible yardage. And uh, it, it's kind of funny because I was actually looking this up and um, the record, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a tied record for a couple of players. I think one of them is actually uh, Cor- Cordell Patterson. Um, Jimmy, you still have him on your team? Yep, he's he, still on he, my he, team. He got that, yeah, he got that record in 2013. Um, so that, that was pretty interesting too. He's an old man. 2013, yeah. <laughs> that's eight years ago. I'm, I'm yeah, kind of glad but, you, um, you picked the this highlight because... They kept showing it on TV over and over again, like during halftime shows and like they were showing different highlights and they kept showing this one over and over and it was, it was getting kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, um, I- yeah. For any, yeah. For anybody who didn't watch it, um, Matt Prater on the Cardinals attempted a 60 yard or 68 yard field goal. And yeah, it was super short. Um, and Jamal Agnew caught that ball and ran the whole football field back for a touchdown. Yeah. You know, I didn't even realize I don't know why I didn't think this, but like why I think this, but like I didn't realize that like for like long field goals, they put somebody back there just in case. Like <laughs> I thought they just let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think the Cardinals are ready for that. There's always an opportunity, it. and you know, like with Matt Prater, I think I'm not sure if this is 
100% accurate, but his um his longest field goal is, I believe, the one that he hit was 65 yards. Yeah, probably so, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about field goals, you want to uh, bring up another highlight that you have here, Jimmy, in the show doc? Yeah, I actually have uh, two kicker highlights. So um, Justin Tucker hit a 66-yard, which broke, I believe, Matt Prater's uh, field goal, um, his, his uh, record. And then um, we had Dustin Hopkins from the uh, Washington football team. Uh, he recovered his own kickoff. So I was watching this highlight. He kicks it downfield, and then somehow it, get, it gets like popped up into the air, and he just recovers it midfield. I've never seen anything like that before. And it's like, it's crazy to see a kicker run downfield yeah, and just, you know. Typically, you don't see a kicker do anything other than kick. Right. So to see it, to see a kicker actually do something was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but those are my two kicker highlights. I know, we, I know we don't play kickers in our league, but it, it's fun to bring up. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of aspects to football, and then we we don't have them all in our league, but like, uh, it's still it still happens, and it's still exciting. Yeah, um, I think Jimmy, you have another highlight that's also kick, somewhat kicker related. You talking about the Justin Tucker one? Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about the, uh, we just we just mentioned the <laughs> Justin Tucker one. Yeah. And, oh, and that actually, was pretty amazing too. Yeah. What do you think? That one's crazy. It was, it, it was crazy. Yeah, longest field goal in history, and then. Literally three seconds left, and the time just ran out as the ball was going in. Well, the ball didn't even go in. It hit the crossbar. It bounced in. It could have eased, just as easily it bounced, bounced out. out. Yeah. So that, that's why it was pretty cool. But I think uh, like the thing is, they shouldn't have won. No. I, I, the Lions it, were like protesting really hard because it should have been like a delay game or something like that, mm-hmm. a penalty that they didn't call. And the NFL apparently was just going to apologize to the Lions for that. That, like blown call so that sounds that's kind of dumb that yeah. doesn't sound like great compensation a lot of uh emotional distress there i know this both sucks. players and fans in the team yeah and yeah. i think could I you think imagine t- if oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say could you imagine if matt Pryor made his 68 yard field goal then yeah. this justin tucker one wouldn't have been as amazing right exactly like it, it was a week of records yeah he, sure. would, he would have been on the highlight for kicker highlights too but I think um, one one more thing about Justin Tucker was that the last time they played the Lions um, in their home field, Justin Tucker like kicked another sixty yarder to win the game for them too. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so fun fact. Um, but with that, Elvis, do you want to want to talk about your week yeah, three highlight? Sure. So um, I was I think uh, I didn't catch every single game this Sunday, but I was going through the highlights, and uh, one of the one one of the game, one of the highlights that stuck out stood out to me was the. Um, Antonio Gibson, 73-yard touchdown, the screen pass. Antonio Gibson is one of the younger players in our league, in the league, and he's um, not, you know, top-tier running back yet, but he's touted to be good. And seeing him pull off this play was exciting. Just He was breaking tackles left and right and cut across the field and all the way to the end zone. So this is um, good news for Antonio Gibson owners and uh, definitely raises his value. Yeah, so you said it was on a screen pass. Yeah, it was on a screen pass. Those are usually hard to to like break off. Yeah, like there's always someone. You right, know. right. So what happens on a screen pass is, um, you know, the the they 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 block and then they break out, and so the the quarterback has people rushing at him while this is happening, and so there's a lot of pressure, and um, to, to be able to pull that off is, is impressive. That's my guy. That's my guy. I'm happy. He got his points and then some. So yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> um. How about you, Jimmy? 
you have you have a one of the probably the one of the best highlights of the week. Yeah. So so my highlight is is like a series. So um, for the Sunday night game, the Packers played the the Niners, and I, I thought they would know better. Like teams should know better to let these all time greats have time on the clock at the end of the game, or like even time at all, like to to you know get a, give them a chance to score. So they scored uh, at the I think 32nd the 37 second um they got the ball back at the 37 second yeah, mark yeah so they, they scored around you know less than a minute and then they gave the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with 37 seconds on the clock they had no timeouts and he, he only needed two plays um no timeouts so they would make one play and then uh spike the ball and then another one and then they had to spike the ball so that Mason Cro- you know Crosby can kick the game winning field goal and he you know they did they won that game off of that so I don't know why they continue these these teams just like they leave clock on like time on the clock, you know, for these for these guys to, to be able to score, especially guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Um, so I don't know why they don't learn. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's also, I think it's also interesting because um, after after week one, some there are people who are like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's washed and clearly you can see he's not washed. So he's still an elite option and uh, he's great. Uh, good job, Aaron. Yeah, something to bring up about that game too. Um, both those throws, I think, at the end were to Devontae Adams, and he was actually prior to like to those plays, he was hit really hard and was like down on the ground for you know I think it was like a couple minutes, and then they went they went in they brought him to like the tent to check him, and he was back into the game like a minute and a half after. So like he was down on the ground longer than he was in the tent. Yeah, they were checking him for a head injury, and I yeah, don't, I don't know. They said he's fine. I think they reevaluated him after the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I also have another highlight for um, some other plays I saw that I thought were pretty exciting are from two receivers who aren't, they're not wide receiver ones, but they do catch, typically, they do typically get like five targets a game. I think in this past week, they both got five targets. Um, and they're both, they both get a lot of yards with their targets. Uh, this, this is uh, Brian Edwards and Tim Patrick. Brian Edwards of the Raiders and Tim Patrick of the uh, Denver Broncos. And um, I don't know. It's just, there's just something about long passes, long, deep passes that are, uh, that's exciting, you know, especially when, especially when they're contested, like they, like when both the defender and the uh, receiver are going up for the ball. It's just exciting to see. And I think that both these players have uh, growing potential in fantasy leagues. Uh, right now they, they seem to be boomer bust players, but moving forward i think they 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 can produce so we'll see how they do yeah i think i think with tim patrick for sure because uh his his opportunity is you know it's it's there because jerry judy's out and then now that kj hamler you know is out for the season um teddy bridgewater has to throw to somebody yeah yep and then the the, the best thing about those two players is that they're both on my team <laughs> Too are they really yeah they're both on my team <laughs> I just I I just happened to uh, to watch the highlights and think wait that's my player those are my players. Did but you yeah. play them? No, I didn't play them. I have I have a I have a lot of wide receivers on my team, and um, I guess I just have a talent for uh, spotting these these wide receiver talents. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't play yeah, them. You, yeah, you had mentioned um, they they catch balls, footballs uh, contested too, and it, it does help that they're tall too. They're like six three, six four, so they do have a height advantage over defenders. Yeah. 
it helps a lot. And then they're, they're, they're I mean, I know Tim Patrick isn't the fastest, but he's, they're, they're, they're both like big, like they can, they can grab the ball and then they can run afterwards, like both those, both those through, through people. We haven't seen super plays yet from them, but I think they have that potential. All right. Uh, I think Henry, you have one more highlight that you wanted to bring up. Uh, yeah, while we're on uh, wide receivers, I just wanted to mention Kendrick Bourne of the New England Patriots. Um, he didn't catch a long bomb for a touchdown, but his 22 yards uh, touchdown, it, it was pretty pretty. Um, pretty. I think he caught around like the five. Yeah, he caught around the five yard line and he kind of tiptoed into the end zone. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw that he, he extended his arm out to make sure, you know, across the plane. Yeah, yeah, it looked, it looked good. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that I wanted to kind of emphasize I, I guess that's why they're professionals like the wide receivers they're not just catching footballs um they have like amazing footwork too especially when they catch in the end zone they're like uh sliding their feet um reaching their toes down real quick just to get that that quick uh toe tap um for a touchdown it, it's just their, their footworks um it's incredible <laughs> yeah just the the bodily awareness of where they are on the field while doing all these other things it's very impressive and that's you're exactly right that's exactly why they're professionals and other players aren't yeah i like when qbs throw like they throw goal balls to like to like their tall receivers because then it's just like a one-on-one and you know it's like a basketball you you throw out the alley and you know whoever gets it gets it um but usually it's their guy that you know they're taller guys that that come down with it so it's pretty cool yeah and it's crazy too because they're in their head they're thinking catch the ball and footwork but there's like a guy about to tackle them they have that in the back of their head it's a lot to think about. And then the fact that they can do it. It's cool. All right. Uh, does anybody have any more uh, highlights they'd like to bring up last minute? No, I don't have any. No? Henry? Uh, it's a highlight for me to be on this uh, episode this week. <laughs> We're glad to have you, Henry. So let's, uh, let's I, just wanted to, I just wanted to say real quick, I feel like I have a score to sell with you guys. What? <laughs> yeah. That, so like, so like uh, what was it, the first week, you guys had the highest score. Right, and then and then I got the lowest score that week, and then second week came around, and I had the highest score. But you guys changed the criteria, and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't care what criteria you guys change it to, I'm gonna get on this show no matter what. Hey, <laughs> that's 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 the kind of a mindset you gotta have if you want to win. Not just not just getting on the show, but like you know, the uh, the game fantasy. Yeah, you did it in three yeah. weeks too. Yeah, yeah, you did. It. You were quick, but that persistence is key too, especially in fantasy. I'm coming after you guys. <laughs> I know. You, he, he, Henry's already beaten me. And did he play, has he played you? He played you last week, right? No, he hasn't played me no, yet. No, he hasn't played um, But, I mean, I mean, who hasn't beat you, Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ouch. Ouch. I wish... Uh, we're having technical difficulties, but I wish I had my, my audio drops today. That one hurt a little bit. <laughs> week six, Jimmy. Oh, jeez. All right. Let's, let's move on to the next segment. We, um, I'm calling this Deal or No Deal. It, this is a this is a little trade game that I came up with, um, where each of us are going to put a player on the trade block, um, and then the other two hosts are going to uh, make an offer. Uh, your goal when you make an offer is to get your offer picked for a trade. If you get your offer picked for a trade, you get a point. Um, and then while once we present our offers, we will kind of lawyer this be lawyers and kind of say why we think this is a good trade and why you, why um basically convince the person uh 
who presented a player on the trade block present convinced them to pick your trade. Um, and then the person who does not get their trade pick, they don't get a point, but they will get to uh, a chance to, uh, to assess the trade and decide if one one side of the trade is uh, way stronger than the other side, and, and then offer another point there. So each each play, each host has an opportunity to score two points. All right. So uh, since since I came up with this, why don't I start? Yep, go for it. All right. So the player I am putting on the trade block is Najee Harris. Jimmy and Henry, who are you offering for Najee Harris? Henry, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I was going to offer up uh, Ezekiel Elliott straight up uh, for Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thought process behind that was... Um, if you were looking to trade Najee Harris, uh, I believe that it may be because he's unreliable. Um, but I mean, based on the game that he played last, last week, um, that's obviously not true. Um, but I think you would want someone kind of more reliable, um, someone more experienced. So that's why I'm offering up uh, Ezekiel. All right. How about you, Jimmy? Who are you offering? So I got two, um, I guess two entities that I'm offering up. Um, so the first one is Chris Carson. So I think I can piggyback off of Henry's argument that you need someone reliable. Uh, Chris Carson is a hard, you know, runner. He can get you points. Um, he has a, a good, a great, an excellent quarterback that throws him the ball. Um, uh, along with that, I have, so if you're not happy with Chris Carson, for whatever reason, I I'm offering up a second rounder, um, I'll say next year's second rounder just for, you know, yeah, of course. Just so we know. Um, but you know, if you if you're not happy with Chris Carson, you can find an, a running back that you you know, you might find a gem in the second round of the rookie draft. Um so uh yeah, you get those two options and then you can play one right now to, you know, win you games. And if he if he does well this season, you can have him play next year and then you have another second rounder. Yeah. I see. I see where you. I see both your points. I've heard them, and um, here uh, let me let me, uh, let me go through my thought process as I'm putting Najee on the on the on the block. Najee is a young player. He's he's a first year, um, and if I'm going to trade Najee Harris, it's it's likely because I think that he's uh, I'm selling him high. I don't. I probably don't think that he's going to do much better than he's doing now. Um, so people that are going for Najee Harris that want to trade for Najee Harris are looking, are, think the opposite. They they probably think that Najee is going to go off uh, sooner or later. Um, and so um, while I do like the idea of Ezekiel Elliott, um, Ezekiel Elliott is uh, getting older because we, we're in a dynasty league. So I'm, I'm considering that as a factor too. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is getting older and I'm, I'm not looking to trade somebody young for somebody old unless unless I have a chance to win championship this year, then I would, right, yeah. then I would definitely yeah, go for Ez- win mode. Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Exactly. But I think if we're just looking at, uh, just these players, uh, without the condition of dynasty, I think I would go for Chris Carson and a second rounder, um, mainly because, um, I think Najee and, and Chris Carson are kind of like a lateral trade, but the, the second rounder, puts it over the top in that like I have Chris Carson for a couple more years 
who is uh, not not like a top. We mentioned previously that he's not like a top running back, but he's good enough to get you a baseline set of points. And then on top of that, I'd get a second rounder, a, a newer, younger player next year. So it'd be good for uh, this year and next year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jimmy's offer. I have a point for Jimmy. All right, and uh, before we move on, to that, the, yeah, yeah. Now that you've mentioned it too, uh, Najee had a good game last week because I think um, all the Pittsburgh receivers were yeah were oh, down. Fun, <laughs> fun fact about Najee: out of all the players, not just running backs, out of wide receivers, tight ends, and um, running backs, Najee has the most receptions, uh, tar- targets, or receptions, one or the other. But he was pretty much a running back last week. He had nine, I think, nineteen targets or nineteen receptions. Yeah, it has to be targets. This man is. Like Big Ben isn't looking at anyone else but him. Yeah, it was crazy. So Najee Harris definitely yeah, he had has like to... thirty targets total. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Like for a running back, like running backs don't see those numbers typically, and um, so he he's he's a sell high candidate. Like if you're looking to capitalize on Najee Harris, now would be a good time. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving Jimmy the point for this one. Uh, Henry, do you think do you think that there's a one side that's stronger than the other in this trade, or pretty 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 fair trade? Um, I, I think it's pretty fair. Yeah. All right. So we'll just leave that. Jimmy's that. offering you that. Yeah, Jimmy's offering you that second round pick too. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a little you'll get rid of youth, but you'll have more youth. Yeah, next it's, year. it's a little extra incentive because I don't see any reason to trade Najee for just Chris Carson, but the second rounder definitely put a little more incentive for me to make the trade. All right. So Jimmy has one point, and then the rest of us have zero currently. We still have the rest of the game to go. So um. Do you want to go next, Jimmy, or Henry? Do you want to go next? Let's go with Henry. I like Henry's... Uh, yeah, Henry's has an trade, interesting trade, trade block player. Okay, yeah. Um, I was going to offer up on the trade block uh, the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback. Yeah. Um, oh. Who wants to counter, or who wants to offer? I'll go first. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence... Uh, if you're trading for Trevor Lawrence, you're you're probably not looking excited about him now, but you're probably think expecting him to uh, grow as a quarterback. He's only a, he's only a rookie, so he's gonna he's only gonna get better. Um, so what I'm what I'm offering for Trevor Lawrence is I'm offering Big Ben, um, who who has uh, Big Ben hasn't been great, but uh, neither has Trevor Lawrence, so I think that's fair in that. But Big Ben has better receiving options than Trevor Lawrence. Um, and he also has Najee Harris, who we mentioned earlier, so who he's been throwing to. So uh, Big Ben, I think, has more value than Trevor Lawrence. But just to just to put a cherry on top, I'm gonna also offer um, since Big Ben isn't you know too exciting of a trade, I'm gonna also op- offer up Robbie Anderson, who um, who's on the Carolina Panthers, and uh, <laughs> Jimmy just nodded his head. We're 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 live Sorry, reacting to the uh, game. I was I watching the Bengals game, and they just missed the field goal. <laughs> oh no, that's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I, for a second, I thought that you're saying Robbie Sanderson was not on the Carolina Panthers and that I was wrong. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. It's okay. No, but as I was saying, uh, Robbie Anderson is on the Carolina Panthers and, you know, he's he's a good player. He's He's got the, the na- some name value to him, but he, he hasn't been doing as much because uh, all the receptions have been going to uh, the other Carolina Panther. Um, uh, what's his face? DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore. Um, uh, and so I think Robbie Anderson is due for a, um, some, some points in the upcoming games. So that's why I'm offering Big Ben and Robbie Anderson. 
you like what you hear, Henry? Yeah, it, it seems pretty appealing. Um, I, I have to hear uh, your your take on it, Jimmy. All right. So my take on it is, so I would, I want to give you the youth. So with Tua, he was the fifth pick of the 2020 um, NFL draft. Um, I know that he's injured right now, but he's not going to be out for the season. He's he's currently resting. He had like fractured ribs or whatever, and he's slated to return uh, in a few weeks. Um, and I know that he 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 hasn't done well that like that well either. But neither has Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> but um, I I feel like he he has good receiving options. He's gonna he's gonna be in the league for a while, like longer than big ben now you know i mean big ben's been in the league for pretty long but he's not going to be in the league much longer especially after after that play on sunday <laughs> where he, he just like, over his own feet yeah <laughs> he, just, he like fell like a tree like it, it's like you, you just chopped down a tree and he just timbered over um, <laughs> he <fell> hard. yeah <laughs> it was funny. It was funny i'm surprised enough. he didn't get hurt from that but um but yeah two is gonna be playing for a while like you know i, I want to say he's gonna play for a long time i don't want to jinx anything um and then my second uh, offer is Marvin jo- Marvin Jones Jr. So this is one of Trevor Lawrence's um, receiving options. Uh, he's been doing pretty well um, these past couple of weeks. So you'll have someone reliable um, that you can you know you, that you can flex. He can be a flex option for you. Um, but yeah, those are my two options. Uh, I give you I gave you the youth and I gave you somewhat of the youth in Marvin Jones. Uh, he's he's still he's still kicking, so yeah. All right, Henry, who are you picking? Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I've considered. Um, Elvis, you gave a good offer for it, um, and Big Ben and Robbie, but um, Big Ben, he is getting older. Um, he's on the older side of the spectrum. Um, I've I have him on a fantasy team. Um, he's not doing so hot. <laughs> oh no. Um. <laughs> I also have two of my fantasy team, but I believe in the youth. He does have a lot of weapons on his team. Um, I mean, Ben does too. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give Jimmy another point, but I'm gonna have to go with Jimmy's <laughs> offer. You know, and Marvin Jones Jr. You can, he's older than uh, Robbie Anderson, but you, you can count on Marvin Jones. I think for um, for points every week. So I'm gonna have to give this one to Jimmy. All right, that's that's fine. I uh, I, as the loser, not getting my trade picked. Uh, I'm going to share, uh, share a, few, a few thoughts. And I think I actually, when I look at this, I actually think that you, you made the right choice here, Henry. In that, um, to, to, to uh, I mentioned before that they, they loaded him up with weapons this year. And so, you know, last year he didn't have weapons and this year he does. And um, he's definitely uh, a better trade uh, uh, pickup than Big yeah, Ben. And, yeah, and he's still young too. So yeah. like, he, can only, he can only learn and kind of go up from, from here. Yeah. Yeah, like I mentioned, he was. They did pick him in the the first round, fifth pick overall for a reason, right? So they're gonna start him. Um, we also do play in a super flex league, so you want to have you know another option for quarterback to super flex. Um, you know, with Big Ben being old, he's not gonna be around much longer. I mean, he's still gonna be alive. <laughs> it's not like it's not like, he, like I was gonna say he's he's dying, but he's not. He's not dying. playing like Tom Brady. No, not playing like not Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah, he's dying in the football universe. Like he's he's on his yeah. way out, you know, out the door. Yeah, yeah. I think a part of my thought process when I was making this offer too was that like I wasn't so high on Trevor Lawrence this week, and so like I didn't want to offer anybody too too, you know, too too good for for Trevor. But uh, but yeah, good job, Jimmy. 
Um, you thought you could scam me, Elvis? <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to scam you. The thing is, the thing is that when we something that to, to think about when we trade is that we're not looking to scam anybody. Nobody's looking to scam anybody. We're just looking to improve our teams. And um, even though one side maybe uh, have a stronger stronger uh, value, the uh, both teams are bo- going to get value from a trade as long as it's a good trade. Uh, I'm trying to scam Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting because we play in a dynasty league. So um, our thought process going into this segment, it, it's a little bit different from people who aren't participating in a dynasty league. Yeah, yeah, you got to think ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, that's absolutely true, and and that's why we're doing a dynasty podcast because this is our first year in a dynasty league, and so not a lot. We we don't have a lot of dynasty intuition, not yet at least. Um. Yeah, it'll be fun to look back like back on the the things we said about, you know, certain players too. Yeah, for sure. Like it happens so often like like for example, like Amari Cooper, his first few years in the league, they were like hit or miss and now he's like an every week play. Right. Um so yeah, let's get to our third trade. Um J- Jimmy, who are you putting on the block? All right, so I have an elite star. He's been going nuclear these past 3 weeks. Um and I'll explain why, you know, I have him here. Um, later on, but his name is Cooper Cup of Coffee. Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Henry, why don't why don't you go, uh, make your offer first? Okay, yeah. Um, Cooper Cup's been going off um, this year so far, um, so it's kind of difficult um, trying to gather a package that that would kind of balance out um, this trade. Um, so my first guy that I'm offering um, is also wide receiver um, CD lamb uh, from the Cowboys uh, CD lamb. Um, he's a young player. Um, I think on the depth chart, he's listed as WR one. Um, so on top of Mari Cooper. Um, so he's going to get the touches. He's going to get the, the points. Um, and, and, and like I said, um, if you're planning for youth um, because we're in a dynasty league, CD lamb is one of those guys that you want, um, on your core team. Um, and then my second offer on top of that too, uh, second guy is DeAndre Swift, um, running back. Um, he's been doing pretty well, uh, this, this, this season. Um, I think his stats, I think he's listed as like number three, like RB right now or something like that. Um, so yeah, he's a hot pickup. Uh, so I'm offering those two, C.D. Lamb and DeAndre Swift, uh, for Jimmy's uh, Cooper Cup. All right. Um, so Jimmy's Jimmy's offering, uh, putting on trade block the number one wide receiver on the year, uh, number one like uh, in terms of fantasy points and number one in terms of uh, stats. And uh, so if 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 I want Cooper Cup, I need to give him somebody great. There's no way he's gonna take anything less than great. So I'm going to offer Travis Kelsey for Cooper Cup. And uh, the reason being that this is going to be a, a good trade for both of us. Because if I have Travis Kelsey, I probably I have one of the top three uh, tight ends in the NFL um, and in fantasy. Right. Um, and so I'm not worried about giving away a great tight end because if I give away my tight end and I, I, and I play a different tight end, I'll still probably have like the tight end seven, eight, nine. Which is fine if I'm playing against other players who have like tight ends in a sim- in a similar range, which is most tight ends. Tight ends are um n- not as consistent, um, and 
in terms of Jimmy, Jimmy's going to have, he's gonna, if, if he accepts this trade, he's going to get Travis Kelsey, who is the number one tight end. And that will boost his team a lot. Because if he's offering Cooper Cup, then he's, I'll be, he probably has other wide receivers. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's like a double-edged sword having, uh, if, you can get, if you can get the bonus points at tight end, that's great for your team. But I think that on my side, I don't need Travis Kelsey to win, to win a game. But he can certainly win you games, right? And so that's why I'm offering uh, Travis Kelsey. Okay, I like what I hear. Um, so at first glance, I found this these offers like this kind of tough at first. But when I'm looking to move players, um, like I usually assess what I need from my team. Um, so if I really needed a tight end, then you know it's easy for me. I'll go Travis Kelsey um, straight up. But nine times out of ten, I would go for the two for one. Um, especially CD Lamb being my guy this year. Um, but still, like this deal is is a really good deal. Um, I'm getting DeAndre Swift. Um, who it like? I got a notification today that his his coach Dan Campbell is actually going to try to give him more touches. So um, his his stocks are going up. Um, so yeah. So like I said, nine times out of ten. I would go for the two for one, um, unless I really needed uh, Travis Kelsey. If I if I'm hurting at like tight end, then yeah, I'll, I'll go with Travis Kelsey. But yeah, I'll, I'll go for the two for one. So Henry, um, nice job. All right. So let me offer my thoughts on this real quick. I think um, I think either way, Jimmy would have made a great trade, and. Um, I, I think Henry did a good job offering both C.D. Lamb and DeAndre Swift to be appealing for Jimmy. But in, ter- on, in terms of um, of Henry's side, he offered basically two, like, first, if, if we were drafting right now, not that the draft matters. At this point at this point in the season, the draft, all the draft value, none of that matters anymore. But, like, if we were drafting right now, C.D. Lamb and DeAndre Swift are both, like, top-tier players uh, trading for a single top-tier wide receiver. And um, wide receivers uh, are are known to be uh, inconsistent. Like, he's going to have his down weeks. I don't think Cooper Cup's going to be the guy every single week. He's been the guy for the top first three weeks, and I don't know how much longer he can keep it up, but if he can, that'd be great for him. But I don't think that's going to happen just because the volatility in in wide receiver numbers. It just doesn't happen that way that they're top scorer every single week. Yeah, so that, that was my thought process when I, you know, put Cooper Cup on the trade block. Um I feel like eventually teams are going to uh, game plan for him and scheme, you know, so that they double him or triple him or whatever. And then uh, Robert Woods, Bobby Woods gets the ball more, you know? Yeah, I agree. I totally think that Bobby Woods is going to have a, a game coming up soon where he's going to be the Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. So having two two options, like two offers there is more appealing because, you know, you get, you get a stud in CD Lamb and then you also get like a, a stud running back there too, so... Yeah, I guess that's that's all we have for this segment. What's points looking like? Oh yeah, points. So let's see. Uh, on my trade, Jimmy got a point. Uh, on Henry's trade, Jimmy got a point, and on Jimmy's trade, Henry got a point. So it's Jimmy has two, <laughs> Henry has one, and Elvis. Hey Elvis, do you know Owen? Who's Owen? <laughs> Owen, what are you Owen for? I'm like Owen a billion. <laughs> it's all right. It's only up from here. Yeah, I guess I'm. I, I guess I'm a little more um, stingy with my trade offers. 
because like I like like I put on the block like Najee Harris and I was offering Travis Kelsey. Uh, I didn't want to trade. I guess more value than that away. Um, it's 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 good to see your perspective though. Yeah, it's um, I think it's important to just kind of understand how trade should work in that like, uh, both teams are going to profit. And here's the thing about here's the thing that I kind of want to mention about Cooper Cup is that um, some somebody who has Cooper Cup might trade him away and then might feel bad about like Cooper Cup doing good later on, right? But that's not the way you should be feeling because you you had his his value and as long as you're getting a good value back for him, you still have that value, right? So that's how trades work: is that you retain value, but you you get it through another player, hopefully. Right. And on the topic yeah. of trades, like like you already have his what. 90 points from the first three weeks you had that already and it's not like you're not losing those points you're just getting it in a different way yeah so i just want to bring up quickly for trades too like don't ever tilt trade i know like sometimes th- these players might not like um you know they might not prove themselves or you know they might let you down they don't live up to the expectations but it's week three you guys gotta like let them get adjusted to the season again and then give them a chance um, and you know, don't don't tilt trade because that's not going to help your team. Yeah, Henry, I think you had something to say. Yeah, I was going to say um, it's a good thing to try to not to get uh, attached to your players. Like at the end of the day, you're just using these guys to win <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's literally you're just buying stock in the players, and you have that. There's only one stock of each player, and you have it. <laughs> um, you know, and then you want to sell high and buy low. Like it's it's like you can have a my guy for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that's because you're expecting him to do well. And then um, if you think you can get somebody who's better than your my guy, don't be afraid to trade him. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm attached to the lamb. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so I think that's it for our, for our trade segment, deal or no deal. Um, let's move on to our, our final segment. We did another, another draft type segment this episode. It's a, um, but it's not like a, a snake draft. It's, it's more of like a salary cap draft where I give each of us uh, $3,500 spend on your team. Our team is going to be one player in every position, one quarterback, one, run, run, one running back, one right, wide receiver, and one tight end. And a flex position uh, being like a typical flex, not like a super flex. Um, I have... In our a document here, the values for each of these players, these numbers are all based on FanDuel's values for for each player. Um, and basically, what we have to do is each of us are going to come up with a team as long, and stay under under the salary cap, stay under, within budget. Um, so yeah, so let's um let's let's go through these teams and discuss why you picked who you. We interrupt your podcast for some breaking news. Before we start, yeah, take a piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time, time out, Henry. <laughs> so segment three, salary cap starts of the week. I started explaining this a bit, but we took a little, a little pee break, and we're back. Um, so yeah, salary cap starts of the week. Uh, what we're going to do here is um, basically I'm giving everybody a budget and I have a list of all the players for the Sunday and Monday night game games. Um, 
and uh, we're gonna make a team: one quarterback, one running back, one wide, one wide receiver, one tight end, and one flex, like a typical regular flex. And we're gonna um, we're going to make a make a team and stay under budget. Uh, if you guys want to see the values of these players, um, I basically just copied all the values of the players from FanDuel. Uh, not a sponsor, not yet at least, and <laughs> and uh, but maybe one day. But yeah, if you want to see all the values for these players, this is basically a DFS lineup. Uh, this is what we. This is what I do on um, on a, on some weeks, and um, put together a lineup and see who who can get the most points while staying under budget. So, uh, is there anybody who'd like to go first and explain uh, where their picks and why they picked them at what budget? Should we go by positions? Yeah, I guess we can. Just go left to right then. Okay. Yeah. So I balled out for my quarterback. I picked um, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, The reason I picked him is because I think he's going to have like a comeback game like Aaron Rodgers had after, you know, he he stunk. You know, he threw two picks um, and they lost that game. So I think I, I have really high hopes that Patrick Mahomes will be the QB one on the week. Yeah. Who are they playing this week? They're playing the Eagles, I believe. Oh, you're Philadelphia. right. Philadelphia. Oh, I, I, I'm the way the Eagles played last week. I have, I have all the faith in Patrick Holmes that he can do it. Yeah, it's his comeback game. Yeah, for sure. And what about what about your other picks? Oh, by the way, our I, I might have mentioned this already. Our budget is going to be um thirty five hundred dollars, not thirty five hundred, thirty five thousand dollars, and that that puts us with. Uh, five positions, an average of about $7,000 per player. Uh, how much did you pick up Patrick Mahomes for, Jimmy? He was expensive. He was the most expensive QB out there. He was 8700 Yeah, top of the list. Yeah. All right. That's like 25% of your budget. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, sometimes you got to pick a star. Who, who do you think is going to do best this week? So uh, what about your other picks, Jimmy? What do you got? Let's let's jump to um, Henry's QB. We can go left to right. Oh. Um. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, so um, I I went with uh, QB um, that kind of took up twenty five percent of my budget as well. Um, so I went with Josh Allen. Um, I mean, Josh Allen he started the first two weeks low, but I'm confident that he's going to continue his dominant performance, um, carry over um, onto week four from week three. Um, and he's playing the Bills are playing the Texans. I think that's a pretty good matchup for him. So I went with him. Very good matchup. So yeah, there's no reason not to play him, and that's that's why he's he's priced at eighty five hundred dollars. Um, for my quarterback, I'm picking a budget quarterback. Um, I mean, I guess he's middle 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 of the road, not like budget, but he's not um top tier quarterback either. Um, I'm going with Derek Carr for the start my start of the week. Uh, at seventy four seventy four hundred, he's a little bit above average uh per player price, but um. I think at that price, he is a value in that Derek Carr, week one, week two, and week three, has been a good quarterback. And NBA Jam rules, you know, Pong on fire rules, like he got his first three games and he's just going to keep going. You have to play him. Um, so at 7,400, I think that he's a steal. I like that. I like that. All right. So for my running back, I am going to, I kind of like threw a dart here. Um, but I feel like he's good value. I'm going with Chuba Hubbard from the Carolina Panthers. With Christian McCaffrey out, he should be seeing a lot of time. And I, I read uh, an article saying that um, the coach was saying how 
they're not going to go away from the game plan. They're just going to use him like they use Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I, I also think he's going to be a pivotal, like he's going to play a pivotal role in propelling the the Panthers to a 4-0 start to the season. Um, but I they're, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys for one of the pickums that Henry's doing. <laughs> I picked the Cowboys to win. <laughs> so like my mind is telling me that the Carolina Panthers is going to win and they're going to be four and oh, but my heart's telling me that the Cowboys are going to win the game. Too. So I'm kind of like torn. Don't worry, Jimmy. You're not the only one that feels the way I feel very similar. But yeah, that's, that's who I'm going with for my running back. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention his price. He's at 6,300, which puts him around the tier of like uh Peyton Barber, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, those type of names. Yep. I think he's a value at 6,300 being like basically oh, running back one. And being under the average player cost. Yeah, I like that pick he's too. A value um, and he's, and he's a great pick. There, there's some guys talking uh, in my office that um, they, they were talking about that same article that you had saw too about how they were going to play um, Hubert the same way as McCaffrey. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. How about your running back pick, Henry? Who are you starting this week? Um, I went with someone a little more safe. Uh, I went with uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, his price is at 9000 um, so that's essentially another 25% off of my budget. Um, he's ranked third on the running back list. Um, I feel like you can't go wrong with Kamara, and they're playing the Giants this week too, so I think it's a favorable matchup for the Saints. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with Kamara, and I feel like that's a that's pretty a, a pretty fair price. So he's probably the star of your roster this this uh, this lineup. Yeah. Um, for my for my uh, running back, I'm picking the most expensive running back, the most expensive player in this slate. Um, I'm picking Derrick Henry at ten thousand two hundred dollars. Um, he is by far the most expensive player. Um, and the reason being is be- the reason he's he's so expensive is because the Titans are playing the uh, the Jets. Um. The Titans in their current situation, they don't have Julio, they don't have AJ. They're both questionable, or they're not either not playing one or the other. But either way, I I wouldn't count on either of those players this week. And Derrick Henry is the next man up. Um, I think that he's going to smash the the Jets, and so he's going to be he's my star on this roster for this upcoming week. Yeah, I really like that pick. You guys really balled out on your running backs, huh? <laughs> hey, running backs, it's- dude. That's a good pick, man. I wanted Derrick Henry too. I mean, but you can- I didn't want to pick the same. I didn't want to pick the same player. <laughs> I mean, you, you can, but it really stretches out the rest of your budget for the rest of your players. It does, if you yeah. look, if you look at my roster, like we'll we'll go we'll get through it in this podcast when we talk about it in a second. But when you uh, when you look at the rest of my roster, they're kind of uh, upside picks rather than safe picks because I have to. But when when yeah yeah when you guys went through, which position did you guys pick first? What was your strategy? My strategy is to pick my star first, who I think is going to be the yeah. best player on the week. I'll, I'll let you know once we get there. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, but I like that pick. I was, I'm surprised he's not on Henry's team because originally when I looked at Derrick Henry, I had thought he was on Henry's team, but I guess I was wrong. Um, but right into our receivers, our wideouts, I'm picking Henry Ruggs. My budget was kind of low at this point, so I kind of <laughs> had to like find value in some of these guys. And I think Henry Ruggs is going to be great this week. He's playing Monday night, you know, under the, the big lights, you know, flashy lights. So I hope he's he's going to be flashy and, you know, score and stuff like that. And with, you know, Elvis mentioned it earlier, Derek Carr has been really, really good this year. So I'm kind of counting on him as well. 
But yeah, I ha- I got him. I grabbed him for fifty nine hundred, uh, which you know not too bad, like middle of the pack for for wide receivers there. All right, who do you got for your wideout, Henry? I went with uh, Christian Kirk uh, from the Cardinals. Um, I was kind of iffy going into this going into this pick because I know they're playing the Rams. Um, so I mean, the Rams are undefeated right now at the moment, right? Um, and their defense is like top notch. But I'm counting on the fact that DeAndre Hopkins will be heavily covered, um, leaving some of these uh, uh, next year guys open. So um, hope for the best. That's a bold pick. Yeah. Uh, how much did you get him for? Oh, you, you mentioned uh, six, that, right? 6,000. Yeah, 6,000. Right. Um, so 100 more than uh, Henry Ruggs, Jimmy's pick. Yeah. Um, so they're around the same ballpark. All right. Um, for my wide receiver, I picked Brandon Cooks at 6,900. Um, he's a little more expensive than, than Henry Ruggs and Christian Kirk, but that's because Brandon Cooks has been doing really good. And I need, with, um, with Derek Henry being my star and my other picks being... Um, kind of iffy i need like that baseline at least a baseline of points and brandon cooks being wide receiver one and doing pretty decent recently i think that he can stabilize my team and that's why i'm starting him this week at 6900 that's a scary pick elvis you think so against the uh yeah buffalo i guess buffalo yeah but but then but then they also have the the rookie quarterback too yeah they i i agree that they do have a rookie quarterback but but regardless of that brandon cook's still the number one wide receiver and he's playing against a good team, meaning that uh, the game script says that they're gonna be Houston throwing a lot. It's gonna be behind. They're gonna need to throw to get the points. So that's why I picked Brandon Cooks. Like I said, I think he's my baseline player. He's gonna get me that good, safe, a safe number uh, of points. Yeah, you, you guys um, are bold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see if he'll be cooking or not. I mean, I, <laughs> I like what you did there. Um, but I mean, I have to be. bold. Jimmy said I, I'm that we're bold. I think I have to be bold with. Was spending like a third of my budget on Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's like this is true. this is a high upside team. So um, for my team, is a high upside team, low, also possibly low floor. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of a boomer bust team, and that's kind of the way you kind of have to play if you're going to pick like a star like Derrick Henry who takes up all your budget. Right. So going into our tight ends. Um. So when I started to pick my players, I went for Mahomes and the Mahomes and Kelsey stack basically. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, I think Mahomes is going to have a comeback game. He's going to have like a, an Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, comeback type of game. So who else would be the beneficiary of that other than Travis Kelsey, you know? So, um, he's, he's there at 8,200, but he's probably going to give me like a solid 20 points. I'm, I'm hoping, but yeah. Cool. I mean, Travis Kelsey is always a great pick. He's, you know, top of the, top of the, top of his class in Top of his uh, position, I should say. Um, so you can't go wrong with Kev- Travis Kelsey. And at 8200 I think that's a good price per dollar, uh, points per dollar value. Yeah, that was a good pick, Jeremy. Yeah. How about you, Henry? Um, I went with someone a lot cheaper than Travis Kelsey. Uh, at $6,700, um, I went with George Kittle. Um, they're playing uh, the Seahawks? Yep. This week, so a divisional showdown. It should be, it should be. I feel like a high-scoring game. Um, uh, Russell Wilson likes to throw the ball a lot, so I mean, 49ers is gonna have to do um, the same thing, you know, um, with a game plan. Um, but I'm just on sleeper right now, and it's saying that George Kittle misses second straight practice. So 
there's a chance that he might not play on Sunday. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna ask you if you were worried about his calf injury. Um, I know that. Yeah, he, I didn't see that. He's still probably gonna play because you know these yeah. these tight ends are really tough. So he's probably gonna play, but I don't know how productive productive he's gonna be while out on the field. Yeah, that, that's a chance on my part, but uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as Kittle plays, I think he'll be a fine play. Um, you know, top three wide uh, tight end, and um, as long as he's out in the field, he's gonna get his looks, especially with um, Jimmy Garoppolo out there. He's um, Jimmy's Jimmy's questionable to me. Yeah, I hope I hope they sit Kittle. To be honest, because I'm playing against him this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all well now you're playing against him in two places. Oh yeah. All right, and for my tight end, I have another budget pick. Um, I'm taking uh, Evan Engram at 5,100. I think out of all of our rosters, 5,100 is the cheapest player. Um, and I'm picking Evan Engram because I'm kind of punting the tight end position. I kind of have to punt one of these positions because they're my Derrick Henry pick. Um, my my roster is pretty much centered around Derrick Henry. Like if he if he doesn't do good, my team's dead. <laughs> but um, but I'm picking Evan Engram because. Um, he he returned to play last week, and he was looking decent. And this week, uh, Darius Layton and Sterling Shepard are questionable to start. And whether or not they start, I think that they're not going to be limited when they play. And I think Evan Ingram is going to be the guy to to throw to for the Giants. Um, and so I think Evan Ingram is going to have a good week, and I, that's why I'm picking him at 5100. Yeah, I like this pick because both, like you said, Slayton and um, Shepard both suffered the hamstring injuries. And like I mentioned before, hamstrings injuries, like they, they linger. So it's a good pick. And then, you know, Barkley not being completely 100% um, there and Kenny Galladay with, an, with also like a nagging injury as well. Um, so I feel like Evan Ingram is a good value for where you got him. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, that's a steal, Elvis. Yeah, we'll see how he or does. Daniel, Daniel Jones is going to run the ball himself. He's going to pass it to himself <laughs> too this game. Pass it to himself? Is that what you said? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right that's, that's, our that's, last position that we're picking, our flex position. So again, with the same thing as um, Henry Ruggs, these were my last two picks. I had to make sure I kind of got good value. I'm throwing another dart here with um, Devonta Smith. Ho- hopefully he has a bounce back game um, with Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't know how he's going to perform. He hasn't done that great other than his uh, week one performance, but I'm looking to, to see him, you know, produce this week and hopefully give me some points in this, in this pick and my actual team. Yeah. I think he's going to have, I like that pick too. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still a rookie and we still have to yet to see him. Like he's had, had like decent weeks, right? Yeah. But he hasn't had like a, like a top 12 uh, wide receiver week yet. And I, I think it's coming soon. Yeah, it's, he's, he's, it's like he's he's heavily reliant on like Jalen Hurts doing well. Yeah, the past two weeks he hasn't performed, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think he's fine picks. I I I've seen him you know, go for the catches, and Jalen Hurts throws those deep deep balls to to Devontae Smith. It's just that uh, he's just so heavily guarded; it's tough to catch. Yeah, so. he also, he also tripped himself like last the last game they played on Monday Night Football, right? Well, I mean, like I said, he's a rookie. He's he's still got a lot to learn, and I think he'll be he'll be a fine play, a fine flex play. Oh, spe- speaking of that, uh, that play that he tripped on. Uh, another fun fact: so Jalen Hurts was was an Alabama quarterback. He threw it to Devonta Smith, who was an Alabama quarterback. 
And then when he slipped, it got picked off by Trayvon Diggs, who was a an Alabama player as well. He's a Alabama cornerback. Oh, that's oh wow, the connection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just a little fun fact. That's cool. That's cool. All right, how about your flex position, Henry? Um, I honestly wanted to go with the wide receiver, but with the budget I had left over, um, I couldn't really get anybody uh, available. But I actually have the the, the lowest amount uh, for a guy at forty eight hundred. Um, so I went, I went with Tommy Tremble on the Carolina Panthers. Um, I know the Panthers just traded away their um, their main tight end, so presumably Tremble becomes the number one on tight end. Um, I mean, he only had one target last week, but he also did get a touchdown. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think he did catch one. Yeah. So with with McCaffrey out um, and near kind of like the end zone, um, if they're not going to be running it, I feel like they might look towards him. Um, in the end zone, so I went with them. Yeah, went with that guy. I think that's a uh, it's a very interesting pick, Henry. In that, like, uh, you have two tight ends, which is a uh, which is kind of kind of scary to me, because uh, just because the tight end position, other than like the top couple tight ends, they don't always produce, and so your tight end is going to be pretty much like a boomer bust player. It seems like. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it, it's been something that kind of got stuck in my mindset because um in, in our dynasty league too i i run two tight ends i noticed as well <laughs> i noticed you, I, I noticed that you have your flex position is but you have two great tight ends that's the thing so it's it's, yeah. it's feasible for you yeah and i agree with you it is a boom or bust um but i'm, I'm on the op- more optimistic side so yeah uh yeah he's a yeah. good he's a good sleeper yeah for sure and then for my flex position uh i'm taking i'm taking the uh the last biggest stack like with Derek Carr's doing good somebody's got to be doing good with him um so Brian Edwards I mentioned earlier has been impressive um he hasn't been like a top player not yet at least but he does make a lot of impressive plays and I think it's gonna happen soon and so I'm taking putting my chips on Brian Edwards oh I think Henry Ruggs though you know Ruggs, I, it, it could be <laughs> it could be either of them and I think I think that's another reason why I like your Henry Ruggs pick is that like you kind of um Kind of uh, what's it called? Protect yourself against my Derek Carr pick by taking Henry Ruggs. <laughs> yeah, I saw like a funny stat or like you know a funny tweet of um, Brian Edwards where he he only produced in like overtime games because in the first four quarters he does not put up any like type of stats. <laughs> but in the four, in the in overtime, overtime you know he's great. exactly <laughs> he's catching overtime. T- he's catching touchdowns and you know making yeah. plays. I agree, and I think I think that's an, an anomaly. I don't think that's always going to be the case, and so I, that's what that's another reason why I'm picking Brian Edwards because like he's. Like you can see in overtime, he's great under pressure. Like under pressure, he's great, and so I'm sure that like if they just target him during you know the regular four quarters, I think that he can do great. Yeah, it's definitely an anomaly because out of the three games that the Raiders played, two of them they've gone to OT. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm okay if this game goes to OT too, but um, yeah, maybe he just has fresh legs but, but in yeah. OT because he's not getting targeted. Yeah, well I mean he's he's got like five targets, which is like mediocre for a wide receiver um but you know Derek Carr I forgot to mention this earlier Derek Carr he's been throwing over all three games two touchdowns each game and throwing over like 350 yards yeah he's the leading passer right now in the league yeah he's the most most air yards yep he's playing out of his mind and those air yards need they need to be you know split up against his players somehow and Brian Edwards is gonna get his I think eventually so yeah that's our that's our team you guys want to uh just, just to, uh, just to, uh, I guess, point out how our budgets are doing after our water picks. Jimmy has zero dollars available left. Broke. Henry has zero dollars available left after creating his team, 
and I have a hundred dollars available left. Something um, about DFS is people are t- typically scared to leave money on the table because they think they can get a va- better value by picking like, you know, changing one of their picks to get a better, uh, quote unquote, better player. Um, but um, it's okay to leave money on the table in this if as long as you you get in your points, right? So good luck to you guys. Um, Likewise. And uh, thank you. Yeah, we're playing. We're playing with this team on the side, right? Yeah, this is like what a side team. Do you guys, guys want to make a little <laughs> bet again? Like you, typically, we last time we did a little bet. Last time we had a draft. Yes, and that was with our guests too. So yeah, let's make a bet. Mojitos. D- M- mojitos. I heard Doritos. I heard, I heard Doritos <laughs> first. You want Doritos and uh, mojitos? Mm. Doritos locals. How, how about this? How about this? Se- second place buys the winner Doritos. Third place buys the winner. Mojitos. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, that sounds good. I like that. All right. Um, I was shaking on it virtually. Yep. Put that one in the books. Yep. Okay. So that was it for our um, our third segment, our third and final segment. So um, before we before we wrap things up, let's uh, let's go over our blanks of the week. You want to start, Henry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's. Yeah, I'll start. Let the guests go first. All right. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So, you- yeah. So, um, for my my blank of the week, um, I went with uh, the so close yet so far of the week, and I'm giving this one to um, the mighty Vits. Uh, so that's you, Elvis. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So my yeah my <laughs> Elvis, you've had a tough first two weeks. You've been blown out, um, like like nearish fifty points the first week and fifty points the second week. And I'm so sorry for you that you're starting off the season zero and three. But that last week, though, where you lost by 0.32, that, 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 that must have been rough. It was rough because, like, I'm just sitting here watching Miles Sanders, hoping he doesn't get any plays, which he doesn't. Miles Sanders, by the way, only had, like, one carry. Yeah, the entire, two, I think. Two, two total carries. Two total carries the entire game, which is, like, pretty much just don't play him, <laughs> which they should have done. And if they did that, I would have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I guess our our league mates like took my advice on letting like letting off the gas a little bit, you know. But this is not what I meant. <laughs> you know, you let the men win. No, I have a honestly, I have a tough schedule up until like I think bye week. Like, I I might not if if other teams do well, I might not get a win until like I'm playing you next week, Jimmy. Who you're you have a great team, and then I'm playing uh oh yeah bye week is when I when I have my first um. Pop, like looks like an easier game for me but even still looking at my lineup right now i have buys which causes me to have a lower projection than Jin in six in week six <laughs> so so it's looking like a, a rough season start for me yeah so i mean currently where you're where you're at in the standings you're participating in the the league combine so <laughs> <laughs> whose idea was this you know, it's a long season. I just wanted to say something real quick too, because um, Elvis, you were playing Tien, um, so you must. I, I, we don't want to see players get hurt, but you must have been happy when McCaffrey got hurt. <laughs> oh, I, that I wasn't like happy, but I was like, like you were more relaxed about your I, team. Yeah, I definitely feeling a little more confident that like I could do it. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like if this is the week to, to beat Tien, this if if there is a week to beat Tien, this, week, this yeah. is the week. And you it missed didn't out. Happen. So yeah. Uh, let's go on to our next award. I'll, I'll take the next one. So I have the uh, the upset of the week. I have a. Uh, this is going to uh, the team CB Tran. Chris, uh, she. Uh, I know that she's been very sad about her team and very uh, not very confident. But I think I hope that this is a a, bo- a confidence booster for her in that like her team has value. 
uh, I think in the sleeper accolades, they gave her like the best manager because um, she scored over projection. Like she was only projected like what, like 80 points or something like that. And she scored like 120. Yeah. Something kinda, like that. It was kind of pathetic. It's it 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 pathetic projection, but her yeah. team went above and beyond. And this is fantasy. Crazy things happen. Um, have uh, don't be don't be so like down on your team. There's always uh, room to improve in fantasy. Yeah. It went down to the wire too. That matchup. Uh, they had. Well, I think Chris had players up until Monday night, and I th- I think Chin was just sitting there, you know, biting her nails, you know, making sure these players aren't scoring. But the inevitable happened. My, I, I honestly can't speak much this week because i would have lost to both of them if yeah. i had played them so yeah it's, it's like that, that's something else I, I want to mention that i forgot like chris was in the top 50 percent of our league to, uh, this week this past week and so like you know another confidence booster there is that, that your team can do it yeah matchups so. really matter too yeah absolutely so uh jimmy who, what's your award for this week so my blank of the week is the hospital bed squad and that's going to ryan because <laughs> like half his team got injured this past Sunday and not like it all happened early on in the day. So that might, must've been like a, you know, a confidence killer, but um, I, I feel bad, Ryan. I hope your team gets healthy um, for our rematch at the end of the season, but yeah, hope your team gets better. And uh, I hope you beat Lung this week. <laughs> we are, we are, I, yeah. It's just funny because Brian has Lamar Jackson. Well, I just wanted because I was I was watching that game and he like flipped into the end zone and now he's like diagnosed with back. It's kind of funny. That's what you get for uh, showing off on the yeah. field. <laughs> this is why you don't showboat. Just you know, be <laughs> humble. Right. All right. So that's it for that's pretty much it for this podcast. Um, Jimmy, do you want to take on a guest next week? Um. Sure. I mean. What is our win condition? That's the um, well. I have a list here of things that we can decide from. What do you think? Uh, we can do everyone guesses the point total for like we'll pick a game and then people, everybody guess the point total, or guess you know the score like what to what, or we can do like a, the spread like how 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 much will a team win by that team that we pick? Um, we can keep it simple. Let's do. I'll say point total. Point total. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's the easiest. Yeah. So yeah. Let's pick a game real quick. What what game is going to be exciting this upcoming week? Week four, we have um, Carolina uh, and, and uh, Cowboys. Panthers and Cowboys looks like an exciting game to me. Um, we have the Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. That looks like a good game. Yeah, there's there's actually two divisional uh, NFC West games that we can choose from. Yeah, there's also uh, the uh, Cardinals at, and Rams. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What, what, oh, also, oh, we, let's, let's do the Tampa Bay and uh, New England. Yeah, that one's going to be... Yeah, Richard has Tom Brady's yardage. We have to. I mean, he's going for that record anyway. That, that's America's game of the week, you know. Yeah. We have to, we have to pick that one. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you guys, if you guys want to be on the show, you have a chance. We're going to, we're picking the Tampa Bay going to New England. And your job is to... Predict what the total score will be. Total meaning like add up the points from both teams. Um, whoever gets closest, it will be on the next show. Yep, sounds good. All right, so that's it for this. Part. All right, I'll chat with you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for calling <laughs> in. Henry says he's returning. <laughs> sounds, I mean, it's possible. It's po- totally possible. 
but yeah, thanks for joining us, Henry. Yeah, shout out to oh, Henry. Thank you for having me on this week's episode. Yeah, I've yeah. never been on a podcast before, so um, you know, this, fun time. This is only our our fourth time on a podcast. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's fun though. It's 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 fun, and it's um, you definitely learn a lot as you're as you're doing it. Yeah, it was it was great having you and seeing your your point of view on on, on some of these um subjects and like because you're you you just started playing like fantasy football recently, so you know you give us like a fresh fresh new you know perspective yeah so yeah yeah um yeah i'm learning from you guys too you guys are good commissioners you guys have a lot of uh insightful uh information um so thank you for inviting me uh to join the league with you guys and thank you again for having me on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) all right that's it for this episode we'll catch you guys next time we're signing off bye see ya peace bonus content all right, Henry. Uh, I think we're ready to check the levels. You want to uh, give me your poem? Poem. I just need you to speak for a short period so I can make sure your audio level is high enough. Get a haiku. Power level over 9,000? Yeah. Two roads diverge in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not travel both. That Robert Frost? That's Robert Frost, but that's it? That's all you got? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> okay. I think that's good.